So with the turn of the new year, um, even as a church, we uh, have a new theme. Uh, th th this year the theme is Growing Together in Christ. And it's uh, really drawn from uh, Ephesians uh, chapter 3. And, um, and in line with that, we will be, from next Sunday, we will be spending the next few months up till uh, right before our church anniversary in the month of May. So it's a, a few uh, four months, good four months of looking at the book of Ephesians. And I'm looking forward to that. Uh, but for this first Sunday, I thought I, I didn't want to jump right in yet. Uh, but I just wanted to, I guess, look at a more broader, overarching uh, kind of uh, a gaze at uh, what discipleship is. And um, so before we jump into Ephesians, I thought I'll just uh, do a bit of a, a side, um, uh, side reflection. Uh, but what we are trying to do this year is we're trying to be more uh, intentional about uh, discipleship. What does discipleship mean for us living here in Edinburgh today? And to really do it, uh, do this reflection, to be intentional about discipleship and do, it, do this together as a local church. Uh, I, I'm sure we, we think about this in our own personal lives and in our own spiritual uh, journeys. But uh, if you look at Ephesians, as we will see uh, later on, um, in the book of Ephesians, Paul tells the uh, the Christians that uh, discipleship is something that happens as, as a church, as a group. And so we, we want to explore that uh, growing together, that's why, in Christ. And that's the whole uh, goal of this year. What does it mean to be a disciple? What does it mean to follow Christ and to be in Christ? So that's the overarching uh, idea, concept behind this year's theme. And today, to set us, to get us going, uh, and to set us out, so to say, I wanted to look at Psalm 120. And that is the text that Ben has uh, read for us today. Uh, Psalm 120. Uh, and Psalm 120, if you look at the context of Psalm 120, if you have your Bible, and if, it has, if your Bible has the title and the subtitle, the subtitle of Psalm 120 will tell you that it's a song of ascents. Um, it's part of... The, what is uh, uh, well known as a Song of Ascents. And Song of Ascents, uh, of course, I'll talk a little more in detail later, but it's essentially a song, a set of songs um, that, that uh, the people of faith sung on a journey. And uh, they are on a journey to, to Jerusalem, to the temple, and as they proceed to the, to the, on, this, on this pilgrimage to the temple, to meet with God or to be in the presence of God, uh, they would sing these songs. These songs form the liturgy of that pilgrimage. So it's kind of the stirrings of uh, the pilgrimage. And Psalm 120 is set at the beginning of these Song of Ascents. Okay? And you might be wondering, what is the connection between pilgrimage and discipleship? Uh, what is the connection between pilgrimage and discipleship? After all, we don't do pilgrimage as such, like literal pilgrimage as such these, such these days. But I, I'm I'm indebted to the uh, the book of book by Eugene Peterson. He's he was a former professor at Regent College where I did my uh, masters before coming to Edinburgh, and he has a book called A Long Obedience in the Same Direction, and in that book he talks. He starts the book with this chapter, uh, Psalm 120, as some kind of a launch pad into the quote-unquote pilgrimage of discipleship. And of course, if you really think about it, discipleship is pilgrimage because it's 
a response to the call of Jesus to follow him, right? Uh, it's uh, a response to, uh, to the call to walk and to live life following Jesus. So it makes sense that um, the language and the expressions of this spiritual practices, practice of pilgrimage can provide us perspective for our own journey in following Christ. So that's the, the idea that I have in exploring Psalm 120 today. So it's in a way, Psalm 20 is uh, uh, the song that sets this going uh, in saying, let's do this together. Let's go on this pilgrimage. Let's set out. Let's set out on this journey. And I guess that's the same kind of invitation that I'm inviting you to, to reflect with today. Let's, as we set out on a new year, especially looking at this grand, uh, especially a year that is set with this grand theme of growing together in Christ. Uh, let's do this together. Let's set out together. Let's see uh, what this means together. So as I mentioned, Psalm 120 is the first of the song songs of ascent. And um, there are many uh, uh, varying theories or uh, understanding of the song of ascent. Uh, some, some commentaries, uh, I read some commentaries that say that it's these are the songs that people uh, pilgrims would sing as they ascend into the steps as they go up the steps of uh, the the temple to go into the inner courtyard. Uh, some uh, commentaries say that these are songs that Jews would sing as they move from Babylon where they were exiled and they were coming home essentially to Jerusalem during the time of Ezra, for example. And as they come climb the hill of Jerusalem to come to the city, they would sing these songs as a song of longing, right? But in general, it's widely understood that these songs of ascent are songs that Jews would sing as they ascend to the holy temple in their annual or regular pilgrimage. And just a quick note about Jerusalem. Why, why do they do this? Uh, Jerusalem literally means the city of peace, the city of shalom. And if you think about the, the Old Testament and what the Old Testament taught, uh, teaches us, is that Jerusalem is understood to be the dwelling place of God, where God resides. The temple is uh, believed to be the manifestation of God's presence. Um, the temple is where God is. And so when believers, when people of faith took this pilgrimage to come to Jerusalem, they were seeking the presence of God. They were longing to come and be in the presence of God. And Psalm 120 is at the threshold of this pilgrimage, okay, uh, uh, at the beginning of the journey to be in God's presence. So I, I thought it's, it's quite apt to think about ourselves and, and, and we as a community desiring to, to follow Christ, to, to be, uh, in, a, in essence, to be more in the presence of God, uh, to reflect on, on the song of Ascent one, Psalm 120. So that's one, Psalm 120 in context. And, and Ben has just read for us as well, but um, feel free to uh, read that in your, own, in your own devices or in your own Bible. But when you read through the Psalm 120, the immediate tone and the attitude that comes, stands out in Psalm 120 is a sense of longing, a sense of distress, right? The, the, the first verse says, In my distress I called to the Lord and He answered me. Uh, a sense of discontent, a sense of longing for something. Uh, and the mood is 
a mood of disorder, disjointed, almost like lament. If we look closer at why the psalmist is writing a, a lament here, he says in verse 2, Deliver me, O Lord, from lying lips and deceitful tongues. The psalmist here is acknowledging that he lives in a world of lies. He lives in a world full of lies and deceit. And I think specifically he's talking about idols and empires right? that sell us, that deceive them, that tells them a certain narrative of life. And he knows that as a, a person of faith, the psalmist knows that these are all lies and deceit. Um, if you think about idols and if you think about gods and goddesses that human beings create and put up, in, in a way, if you think about it, they promise good things. Right? They promise things like security. They promise things like good health and prosperity. But the lie comes, the lie of idolatry is that the, the idols promise these good things, which only God can give. So idolatry essentially stems from desiring good things from the wrong places, from the wrong sources, from the wrong methods. And I just went back and uh, did a little bit of research on some of the uh, idols that um, the, the uh, uh, that were that are featured in the Old Testament. Uh, one, uh, three idols uh, that I found. One is named Ashtoreth, and this is a Canaanite idol, and worshipped for fertility and maternity. Again, these are great things, right? But the problem in, in here is that instead of relying on God to give these good things, we rely. They relied on the idols. Uh, the the infamous Baal idol uh, is another Canaanite idol, and he's worshipped for fertility and for good crops. Again, great things, but the reliance on idols to give what only God can give. The third idol that I encountered, Chemosh, is a Moabite or Ammonite um, idol, and it's a national god. It uh, the idol promises uh, security and prosperity to the nation. Again, these are uh, good things. The only problem being that there we, uh, its worshippers relied on these idols instead of trusting in God. The psalmist is acknowledging and recognizing and lamenting that he lives in a world that lies and deceives him. Instead of trusting in God for these things, the, 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 the society and the idolatry of the world urges people of faith to trust in these idols. And he's lamenting this, this fact. And he's praying to God, deliver me from the lying lips. He goes on to say that, God's, that God will judge deceit and lies. And you find this in verse 3 and 4. That God will judge. The end of lies and deceit is destruction. It doesn't end in prosperity or goodness as these idols and lies promise. The end is in destruction. And so it's worthless. He goes on to say, Woe to me that I dwell in Meshech. Woe to me that I dwell in Meshech. Now you might be thinking, why is he so antagonistic about the place Meshech? And this reminded me of a small document, small YouTube uh, commentary about the song um, Country Road. <laughs> and in that song, uh, Country Road, Take Me Home to the Place Where I Belong, West Virginia. Um, in, um, you may be interested to learn that there's a huge and hugely popular song in, in, in the northeast part of India. Even though 99% uh, of people have never been to West Virginia and we don't claim 
<laughs> Nobody can claim West Virginia as their home, but uh, that's that's a huge song. In fact, I, it was interesting to find out that the guys who wrote the song were not from West Virginia. They were from like East Coast, one of the like more gloomy, gloomier cities. And so when they wrote this song, they wrote it as symbolic, uh, not literally that place, but as a symbolic. And the song, of course, has struck a chord on uh, in many people's minds as symbolic of missing home and longing for home. In the same way, we should think of Meshach in those terms. If Jerusalem is the presence of God, uh, in, in uh, symbolic for the presence of God, Meshach is symbolic for being far from God, to be away from God. So here he's saying, Woe to me that I dwell far away from God, not in God's presence, but far away from God. And then he goes on to say, Too long have I sojourned among those who hate peace. Too long have I dwelt here. I want to get going. I, I want to be going. I want to be uh, proceeding from here, from this place, to a place where I can meet with God. I am for peace. I, I want shalom peace. I want shalom wholeness. And what I get instead is distress and lies and deceit. Uh, whereas I, I am for peace. I want peace. Therefore, the, the feeling of discontent, the feeling of lament that he talks in, in the psalm. It's almost like he's saying, I feel disjointed here. I don't fit in these, in these places. Almost like I'm a, a wrong piece of a jigsaw puzzle trying to fit in in, in a wrong, in a wrong uh, design. I feel disjointed. I don't fit in. So that's the kind of sentiment that we get from Psalm 120, the song of the pilgrims. And I just want to uh, look at these reflections, these points of reflection, and I want to learn the mindset of pilgrimage for our own discipleship. Uh, if you like. In other words, I want to look at Psalm 120 for us in 2022. Uh, what can we learn from the perspectives of pilgrims uh, as we think about our own discipleship and as we stand at the threshold of a new year uh, saying that we want to grow together in Christ. Uh, I, want to learn, I want us to learn the language and the attitude of what some people have called holy discontent, right? This desiring what God can give us and learning from the spiritual practices of God's people, as we see in Psalm 120. So, very quickly, what does, what does it mean to say, deliver me from lying lips and from deceitful tongue? I think this is a, a powerful prayer, and I was reflecting on this simple line for the past few days, and I realized that it's such a powerful prayer, because it can very well be a prayer for ourselves for, for the entire year, to say, deliver, deliver me from lies and from deceit. Del help me to be sensitized to the lies and deceit around us. Help me to be aware of the idols and the goddesses that we have in our society, in our life. Uh, we may not live among literal idols and uh, goddesses, but we do live among advertisements. Uh, and I'm not saying advertisements of products. I'm talking about the advertisements of a vision of life, a vision of happiness, vision of prosperity and success. In it, in a world that we, in which we are bombarded with all these images, we want to be like the psalmist who says, I want to know the truth. I want to be delivered from, from lies and deceit, and I want to know the truth. And if it is not truth, I don't want to dwell there. I don't want to get too comfortable in, among lies and deceit. If I'm getting too comfortable, deliver me. Let me get this discontent. Let me get this distress and let me seek the true peace and shalom of God. And I think that's a powerful prayer that we can, we can pray even every day, that God will deliver us from lies and deceit. 
And I want more. I want peace. I want the city of peace. I want the presence of God. So in that sense, these, all these prayers make sense for us as well. Of course, uh, here, here we are uh, living as Christians. Uh, in the past, when the pilgrims went to Jerusalem, uh, Jerusalem was symbolic of the presence of God. The temple was symbolic of the dwelling and the manifestation of God. But today we know that Jesus is the fuller manifestation of God. Jesus is the presence of God. And so I think for us, the pilgrimage of discipleship is to be in Christ, to, to grow in Christ, to, uh, to grow in, as James says, in full maturity in Christ. Today, the city of peace, the presence of God, is not a place that we have to you know, uproot ourselves from our physical place in Edinburgh to go to a place, a church, or temple, or city. Today, we can have peace right here in our locations. Uh, and indeed, that is the, the message of Christmas, that God comes to us where we are, and God extends shalom peace to us where we are, out there in the fields for the shepherds, and for us as well, here in our, in our lives and daily lives. And it is when we are out of Christ that we experience the meshek, the, the disjointment. The, um, it is when we are not following Christ in our lives that we experience the distress of being away from God. So the pilgrimage of discipleship is to be in Christ. And the, the pilgrimage of peace, of shalom, and of ascending to the presence of God for us is to follow Jesus Christ. And so while our context definitely differs from Psalm 120, and uh, we need to admit that we, we cannot just force Psalm 120 into our context, and yet the, the song remains the same, the song of lament, of angst and longing from being apart for God, it remains the same. And the longing to be fulfilled in going to Christ where God is, I think that remains the same. So, um, just like one, Psalm 120 calls us, um, let us set off on a pilgrimage to the place where God is. Uh, let us go together in Christ. And I think let distress and let discontent that we might feel in our lives, or maybe we don't, but let that drive us to follow Christ, to set, off, set out on a pilgrimage to be in Christ, where the presence of God and His shalom is accessible to us. So what I hope to, to, be, to have done today with today's ser sermon, and I don't know if this comes across clear to you or not, but this is what I, I hope to, be done, uh, to have done with the sermon, with Psalm 120, is to give us language and expression to our own spiritual journey. Essentially to learn from the language and the expressions of the Psalms, to learn with the Psalmists and to learn with the multitudes who have taken pilgrimage uh, in the past, desiring to be in God's presence. Essentially to adopt the mindset and learn to think, learn to pray, learn to desire, and learn to lament with the psalmist. More specifically, to learn to acknowledge the lies and the deceit that we might live in, and to desire God's deliverance from these lies. And to awaken discontent with where we are, to the extent that we desire to grow in discipleship. Not 
this not this content just for this content's sake, but this content so that we desire to grow in discipleship and to grow more deeper in Christ. And finally, to pray for and long for shalom, wholeness, or to pray for peace in ourselves and for the sake of others. So if I may paraphrase this Psalm 120 as the call of pilgrimage for the context of discipleship, uh, I would put it something like this. And I invite you to, if you like, to make this as your prayer and your expression too. Again, I just want to emphasize Psalm 120, 120 is not about us and it's not possible to rip it out of context and force it into our lives. But what we can do is it teaches us to have the same heart of distress and discontent in being away from God and to instead desire the shalom peace of God. So I just want to paraphrase. It's, it's not very nice and poetic, but uh, this is what I have right now. So these are, uh, this is a prayer of discipleship as patterned after Psalm 120. Deliver me from the lies and deceit that perhaps I'm even living in unawares. From the lies and deceit that keeps us away from following Christ. Woe to me! I'm frustrated that I dwell far away from where God is, that I'm distant from God. I am, or I want to be, dissatisfied until I'm following Jesus Christ more closely. Woe to me that I'm yet a long way from becoming like Him, from living out the Spirit inside me. Too long have I dwelt in the lies instead of pursuing the peace of God. Too long have I dwelt and settled for where I am now instead of pursuing the complete transformation into full maturity in Christ, the shalom peace of being reconciled with God and with one another and with the rest of creation. I don't fit in anything with anything else. I don't want to fit. I would rather be in the presence of God. I don't fit in with anything else if I'm not in Christ. I don't want to fit. I would rather be following Jesus, our prototype, the fullness of God, seeking the shalom and the wholeness in Christ. Let this or let something like this be our prayer as we look forward to uh, the year ahead of us, especially as a church. Uh, let us open our hearts with a desire to grow and to grow together in Christ. Let me pray and then we will continue to sing in response. Let us pray. O oh God, awaken us to the call of Jesus who invites us. Come to me all who are weary and heavy burdened and I will give you rest. O God, empower us to respond to the call of Jesus, to deny ourselves, to take up our crosses, and to follow Him. Make us His disciples. In Jesus' name, Amen.